It's Wednesday, the 31st of January, 2024. Welcome to the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories in five minutes. Let's get going. Story number one, retail spending has taken a dive with interest rates hurting households. And one well-known retailer yesterday called in a voluntary administrator after 90 years of trading. Yes, shoppers in the run-up to Christmas cut back sharply, particularly on household goods, clothes and footwear. For the month, retail sales were down 2.7%, according to the Bureau of Statistics. That very much corrected the good month of November when Black Friday and Cyber Monday brought sales forward. It was the biggest monthly decline since pandemic lockdowns in mid-2020, and before that, the introduction of the GST tax back in July 2000. Retail sales per capita are now down about 4% over the last year. The official figures confirm a stack of retailers are finding it really tough. One that hasn't been able to make it through on its own is vacuum cleaner retailer Godfrey's. PwC was appointed voluntary administrator of Godfrey's Australian Entities yesterday. Now, Godfrey's was founded in 1931 when Godfrey Cohen bought 30 vacuum cleaners from an ad in the newspaper and he put some of them in the front window of his father's furniture shop. It's gone on to be what it claims to be the world's largest vacuum cleaner store with 170 shops across Australia and New Zealand. More than 50 stores are expected to close now in the next fortnight with demand down on the back of cost of living pressures, Michael. Yeah, it's been a tough period for retailers and and given we have the December quarter inflation figures out today, what does all of this mean for interest rates, Sean? Well, the softness in retail sales comes in the back of weak December jobs data and falling inflation data for October and November. That's consistent with the Reserve Bank leaving rates on hold at its meeting next week. However, today's inflation figure is the most important piece of data for the month. If it's significantly above expectations and rates could rise below expectations, well, they probably won't fall. Most likely, rates will be on hold next week. Okay, story number two. How about this? Airfares, Sean, are halved when travellers have the option of three carriers rather than one. This is according to new research by the Competition Task Force, and it raises a few, a couple of questions at least, over Labor's decision last year to reject Qatar's bid to provide additional flights. Assistant Minister for Competition Andrew Lee said airline competition plays a key role in delivering cheaper flights for Australians. Now, when one airline services a route, airlines average 39.6 cents per kilometre. Two competing airlines drops to 28.2 cents. Three airlines, 19.2 cents a kilometre. In other words, the price per kilometre is halved when three competitors fly a route compared with the situation when there's only one monopoly airline. Lee also said that the mere threat of competition in the aviation sector has on average helped lower prices. Treasurer Jim Chalmers last year announced a rolling two-year competition review. That's to look at these types of things. That came after Industry Minister Catherine King rejected Qatar Airways' request to increase capacity in Australia as against the national interest. What we do know now, though, based on this report, is that the more carriers, the cheaper it is for us. Story number three, a growing number of coalition MPs believe opposition leader Peter Dutton shouldn't stand in the way of Labor's more generous tax cuts for low and middle income earners. Coalition MPs are divided on whether to waive Anthony Albanese's overhaul of Stage 3 tax cuts through Parliament. They're expected to cost about $28 billion over the next decade. The Coalition knows if the package passes, it's politically very difficult to repeal tax cuts worth an extra $800 for workers earning between $45,000 and $135,000. Senior Liberal sources said there was a strong likelihood the Coalition would seek to amend the legislation, but ultimately not vote against it, according to media reports, Michael. 
Number four, it might not be the most valuable car maker in the world, Sean, but Toyota remains the largest. It's selling more passenger vehicles than any other manufacturer last year for the fourth consecutive year. Global sales, including those of subsidiary Daihatsu and Hino, rose 7% to a record 11.2 million cars last year. Volkswagen was number two at 9.2 million units. Recovering supply chains and steady demand in North America and Europe last year helped Toyota boost production to improve profits. In the electric vehicle world, BYD sold around 3 million units last year. Tesla was at 1.8 million units. Toyota sold just over 100,000 battery EVs. Of course, they sell plenty of hybrids. Funny thing, Tesla, 1.8 million vehicles sold, market valuation 600 billion US dollars. Toyota, 11.2 million cars sold, market valuation about 280 million US dollars. It's a massive difference, isn't it? That's crazy. Uh, Last story, story number five, Sean, this is quite amazing. Elon Musk says the first human patient has received a brain implant from his startup Neuralink, which is a significant step forward for the company that aims to one day let humans control computers with their minds. In a post on X, Mr. Musk said the patient was recovering well and that initial results of the procedure were promising. Neuralink's brain implant aims to help people with traumatic injuries operate computers using only their thoughts. Now, last May, the company received US Food and Drug Administration approval to conduct its first human trials. Late last year, it recruited patients with quadriplegia. Mr. Musk said the implant will enable control of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking. Neuralink had good results for neuron spike detection. That's so far with the implant. That basically means the implant's getting recordings or receiving messages from the brain. Neuralink has already conducted extensive tests on animals. In those tests, monkeys have been able to play computer games using their brains alone. That is amazing. There we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Wednesday, the 31st of January, 2024. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed Business News, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget today's Wednesday, which means there's a new episode of How Do They Afford That out as well. Today's episode is all about financial abuse, some of the red flags and things to look out for if you think that you or someone that you know might actually be a victim of financial abuse. I'll put a link in today's show notes as well. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed. Have a great day.